Hello everybody and welcome to the Anchor Book Club Podcast. My name is Olaolua Oladoku, your host, and it's great to have you here once again. Today we'll be looking at the continuation of Seven Steps to the Highest Kind of Faith, which is a chapter in the book Faith Bible Study Course by Kenneth E. Hagen. We'll be looking at part two of that topic, Seven Steps to the Highest Kind of Faith. Uh, we'll be reading from Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen to seventeen. Second Corinthians six fourteen to seventeen. It says, "Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial?" Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Come out from among them, and be ye separate. Yes, so um, this portion of scripture is talking about separation from the world basically and there's an important lesson to note here that separation from the world does not mean segregation they are not the same thing some people think that they can't have anything whatsoever to do with non-christians some even think this scripture means to cut off all ties from christians who don't share the same beliefs as they do but it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing we are to be separating that we do not conform to their manners but we are still supposed to interact with them particularly because we are supposed to influence them it says here from the book that um jesus said you are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world in matthew 5 13 and 14. believers are in the world but jesus said they are not of the world Believers are not to segregate themselves from the world, or how could they be the salt of the earth and the light of the world? However, on the other hand, they are to be separate from the world and not adopt the world's standards. 2 Corinthians 6.17 They are to be like Jesus, or they couldn't be the salt of the earth, nor the light of the world either. Now, if we take a close look at Jesus' ministry on the earth, we will notice that he even had interactions with uh, people who were not considered uh, spiritually upright by the majority of the jews in his age and time because he was more about the influence he could have on such kind of people if we are salt and lights then we need to influence the world around us we have been called the righteousness of jesus christ we have been called righteousness and light so and it's very simple because unrighteousness needs righteousness and darkness needs light so we need to shine forth for the world to see our shining so uh, we'll be looking at the fourth step we looked at three yesterday the fourth step to the highest kind of faith is for us to know the reality of our righteousness in christ we need to know the reality of our righteousness in christ romans chapter 3 from verse 23 to 26 says 
for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in jesus christ so basically we realize here that um, the righteousness we have is that of jesus christ he declared us righteous so god's righteousness is a gift romans 5 17 says for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more by much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gifts of righteousness shall reign in life by one jesus christ so our righteousness is a gift we have to be conscious of the identity of course believers are to live right there is no gain saying that but actually righteousness means rightness or right standing and righteousness is a gift if you can't say that you need to read romans 5 17 again and let it sink in righteousness as a gift is something that is received now Righteousness at a stage of spiritual development is a fruit of the born-again recreated human spirit and it takes time to grow. We have other scriptures in the Bible that talk about the fruits of righteousness, but they are referring to the fruit that is a product of our right standing with God. We've seen Philippians 1 verse 11 and 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. Righteousness as a fruit of the born-again spirit is a result of our being vitally connected to the vine. John 15 1-8 so the fruit of righteousness come from the roots of right standing with God which is an identity so God is our righteousness I would like to read from 2 Corinthians 5 17 to 21 which says therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are become new and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to which that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God then 21 says for he hath made him to be seen for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him so um on that note i would like to cite an example of elijah for example which is the example stated in the book also um, james had said that elijah was a man or a mere human as we are in james 5 17 he said elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and yet god still called elijah righteous when we read about elijah we see him not only subject to like passion as we are but we see him giving into those passions too Yes, the Bible says he was righteous. We saw Elijah get upset on many occasions. We saw him even ask God to take his life at some point. Saw him um, react like him, normal humans do, but he was called righteous. The Bible says he was righteous. So, um, how could God call that fellow righteous? 
then but when we read books like psalm 31 verse 1 and 2 where it says blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered blessed is the man unto whom the lord imputed not in iniquity under the old covenant the blood of innocent animals covered the people's sins that's why the bible says blessed is the man unto whom the lord imputed no iniquity god did not impute iniquity to his covenant people living under the old testament even though they had done wrong he covered their sins and forgave them and imputed righteousness unto them how much more also have been bought by the blood of jesus christ so these are the kind of things that we need to identify that our right standing with god has been fixed by the finished work of jesus christ second corinthians 5 7, uh, verse 21 said he made him who knew no sin to be seen that we might become the righteousness of god in christ jesus so since we know who we are in christ it's not a problem of whether or not we feel righteous it's not even a problem of faith it's a problem of knowing our rights and privileges in christ do not let the devil rob you of your right standing of your identity in christ that we are the righteousness of god in christ jesus and that we can come boldly before our heavenly father without a sense of guilt or condemnation that's why in the final sense going into god's presence does not require faith as more than it requires faith for Jesus to go into the presence of the Father. Jesus did not stop and examine himself and say, Have I caused enough faith to go into the presence of the Father and pray? Jesus was righteous and thank God we are true because we are in him. So therefore, you can enter into God's presence without fear and in complete faith that your Heavenly Father hears your prayer just as he heard Jesus' prayer when Jesus was upon the earth. I like to say this that righteousness is a requirement if not for any other thing just so we can have the ease of access to pray to god the reason why you can ask god for forgiveness is because you are righteous the reason why you have access to him in the first place is because you are righteous righteousness is the portal through which we have access to god through jesus christ so on that note i would like to end today's review of the book faith bible study course I hope it has been helpful to you and I also like to encourage you to study the word of God and pray today during your day. Have a lovely day. Bye bye now.